Welcome to EY Access with your host, Eric Young. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of EY Access. My name is Eric Young. I'm the President and Creative Director of EY Studios, and I'm joined once again by the lovely, the talented Tara Davis. Tara, how's it going? Good. How are you today? I'm good. Tara, I want to talk about cart abandonment strategies. Big issue for a lot of our merchants. Right. Now, do you abandon cart? Are you I, a cart I, I, I probably do it more. I'm probably one of those people that drives merchants up the wall. Really? Just as I'm window shopping, I add things to my cart, and then I'll come back. I probably, for some sites that I shop on regularly, I probably do it four See, I don't or know five times oh, do you, so, <laughs> before I actually buy something. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing because of what I do for a living, mm-hmm. but I, I don't add stuff to the cart typically that I don't actually intend to buy oh i i use my add to cart my shopping cart as a way to just filter through what <laughs> i want and then i go th- yeah and then i go through and narrow it down after okay so you add just a ton of stuff and yes. based on budget you delete from yeah, there exactly and if, if the budget's <laughs> really too high you just like forget about it yeah exactly cart. i got you um so i, I you know <laughs> i probably have done that before but i get so self-conscious as i know the impact. i probably will now right <laughs> <laughs> all right so one of the big things, Tara, is to know your audience. Now, oh, every sure. single store has got a different type of audience based on age, based on how savvy they are about using the Internet, using e-commerce stores in general. Uh, you know, if you have an older clientele, they may operate one way versus a younger. Now, one of the things, I talked to a um, merchant yesterday who's having a really hard time with selling to millennials. And you know why? Because a lot of, I didn't even know this, a lot of millennials don't have email addresses. I've discovered that recently also. <laughs> I, that like blew my mind. You would think email would be, they they're so internet savvy, you'd think email would be the top thing that they would use. But right. yeah, they don't even, it's too grand for them. It's mm-hmm. way too long. I mean, when you think of an email, they think it's overwhelming. Right. But he also said that a lot of millennials are kind of conditioned that if they do abandon the cart, what's going to happen? They're going to get an email with 5 or 10% off. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. Come back. And they know all 5%. the tricks. Right. And if this is this is a store that they shop at frequently, why would you not abandon the cart? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's driving the merchant crazy, seeing their cart abandonment rate skyrocket. But then it's kind of offset sometimes by the coupon that may or may not uh, preserve the sale. Definitely. So what do you think on that? Is that kind of a new tide of what we may be witnessing as, as younger people become older and older with e-commerce? What do you I think? think as the internet changes and as younger generations are becoming more and more internet savvy and mm-hmm. they've had the internet as long as they could remember, I think that merchants need to come with new creative ways to stay on top of mm-hmm. what their customers are doing. Right. So that's a perfect example of somebody I hadn't even thought of that mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not even that much I'm just the generation before that right so. and it's also a good example in e-commerce now there's never a set it and forget it type of strategy we always think all right if you do this Definitely. and this is our plan here and da, da, da. but things change people change buying habits change and you have to stay on top of that and adapt or your store's not going to go very far um, so with the various types of audiences or saying know your audience I think that can also have a big impact on how you should construct your checkout. In other words, you may have a one-step or a multi-step checkout. So let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, one of the things that I see a lot with one-step is that's it, 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 we're generalizing here, right, Terry? We're not yes. saying okay, this is absolutely the case. There is, there are no defined there, rules. There, there are exceptions, 
but in most cases one step is best for products that are typically not very expensive if you have a twenty dollar action figure or something like that uh, then a one step may be good for you, you or, know? or products that you find people buy over and over again right. like ink for a printer or things like exactly. that, that they're familiar with it, that's that's very well said so if you're coming here repeatedly for products that you've bought uh, before you're used to it you want to get the the process over very quickly uh, get on uh, with your life there uh, and that's I would say that younger customers are typically more adept to the one step wouldn't you wouldn't you say overall yeah definitely they're more comfortable with shopping online in general they're less nervous about putting their credit card information mm -hmm. in for better or for worse they're right. more they're more trusting with um the concept of the internet right. versus an older customer you know they've possibly they real they've, they've possibly yeah. actually been a victim of credit right. card fraud you know they have a lot more issues where they might need a more multi-step process mm -hmm. to help hold their hand through it and make them more comfortable that what they're wanting is what they're actually signing up to get yeah and you just made my next point for me as far as multi-step uh, you, know, you know if they do need a little bit more hand-holding especially for uh, products that do cost more money if you're buying five thousand dollars worth of furniture or something like that and you may need to go through the steps especially you may have to have a um, a step that shows what you have in the cart right before you press uh, the, the final checkout yeah, a button, review page a review page so what do you think on that is that is that a typical rule that people can ascribe to I agree especially if your products have a lot of options like color like furniture is a very good example mm -hmm. you're typically buying more than one piece of furniture um, you want to make sure that they're all in the same brand and the same you know you haven't accidentally clicked on the wrong thing you're choosing the right color measurements all line up you know there's you often need that last step of, of, of reassurance. everything I'm doing right. correct right. yes okay <laughs> and, and conversely back to the products that don't cost very much or to your point if you're buying these products over and over a review page is kind of annoying, annoying. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean it kind of gets in the way again let's get it get on with our life here yes. and complete the purchase um, so I, I think that's something to think about with the review page but regardless of how many steps that you have I think it's important to advertise that one of the cardinal sins that I see so often in reviewing uh, cards is that they don't put what's required of the customer uh, so I really like seeing a easy three-step checkout or something like that it says alright I know where I'm at I get what I'm expected to do mm -hmm. on a shipping and billing page I need to put my shipping and billing information there's no questions so I think just really uh, being clear about that. I'm a big fan of progress bars to add to that yeah. clarity to show that you're one-third full uh, You know of, of the whole process there. I think that's just a, a visual indicator to help people through uh, the process, but even with those types of uh, visual aids so to speak If you put too many graphics on the checkout that can absolutely right it's distracting can overwhelm the process the checkout is really the place for everything you know for the noise to kind of die down there does not need to be a whole lot of, of clutter on the checkout because that's when people are getting their credit card out that's when they're making the big decision about whether they really want to get this or not and there's a lot of different messaging or color boxes or just distractions 
in general, that can work against you. If you've seen a lot of that, you shop online a lot. So what what have you seen? Even the most dedicated, you know, when I know I'm going to a site specifically to buy this, Mm -hmm. I can be distracted by, oh, I saw a coupon code at the beginning of the site. Let me go back to the homepage because I got to go grab that coupon code. You know, you have to make everything that a customer may want during the checkout process Mm -hmm. readily available and nothing else. Right. Most of the examples I'm thinking of are involve coupon codes or something like that that you saw at the beginning of the page. You know, you want to make sure you're getting the best deal. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want is your customer right before they click checkout going back to the homepage. Wait, where was the where did I enter this coupon code? Exactly. At? Uh, that's a big thing in terms of how you lay that out is to make sure that the place for the coupon code is is very clear. Tara, I just had a genius idea. Why don't we? As part of just like uh, employee retention at EY Studios, specifically with you. Why don't we give you a thousand dollar shopping budget? That's we, a great we, idea. We can basically just track this as research. You can buy whatever you want. All right, on EY Studios, and mm-hmm. we'll just call it research. I'm Do you like this, this idea? This is a really good idea. Um, it would be very useful for our webinars and our podcasts. Right. For sure. A month, uh, right? So just just follow up with me after, and we'll see oh, if we I can make that will. happen. Okay. Um, see, I'm always thinking about you. Love to check even, in with Jay. I think yeah. I might squash this idea. <laughs> even in the middle of podcasts, I'm thinking. What can I do for Tara? Um, so, you know, one of the things with checkouts as well, we talked about the coupon codes. We talked about the clutter. One of the biggest things that people have got to really pay attention to is the call to action buttons. Yes. Uh, you know, because they get to be so uh, generic and, and really unclear in their messaging. So if you see, you know, proceed, da, 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 I think that probably the best example is the final button that it needs to say submit order yes. so people know this is this is it this is when i when i get this that's done we're, we're, we're good here yeah i know when i'm going through the checkout process i'm always scared to click the next button or the proceed button i always double check like am i actually submitting the order before because i like to i like to review my order even if it's just briefly um, you are a fan I, of the order review even for smaller oh, price points. um most of the time yes mm-hmm. um i like to just double check because Mostly because I've ordered things wrong before. Okay. Um, I am a fan of a product review, even if it's just a couple of lines right at the bottom. Because and that before I hit submit, I want to make sure that the button that I'm clicking isn't a next button; it's mm-hmm. a submit button, right? And vice versa. So. Well, and another thing I want to start doing more and more, even with our clients, is after people have submitted the order, there needs to be a little bit of fanfare and uh, saying, "Hey, success! You've completed Definitely. your order." You know, I I, I actually. Uh, did a test order on one of our clients that, that went live recently, and everything worked. It was clear. It was it was concise. There wasn't a lot of clutter. But after I had completed the order, it was just like that's it. You know, there needs to be something, some kind of messaging that says, uh, "Hey, we appreciate you shopping with us. Uh, you know, come back soon." Well, da, da, da. And Wait. that would even be a good opportunity for the review. If you know, you, if you're doing a one-step checkout and you don't want to have the review during that part of the process, once the order is submitted. Here you go. This is what you ordered would be a good opportunity also. Well, we put so much emphasis here on people feeling good about their purchase prior to hitting that submit order button. But I think it's equally as important to make them feel good about the order after they click that. Yeah. You know, they're like, man, I'm glad I got this. This is really going to help me. It's going to make mm-hmm. an impact. Uh, I, th- I think the emotion doesn't need to die, so to speak after you've completed the order and I think that's that's important to emphasize what do you think yeah especially for customer retention and you know if you want repeat customers coming again the better they feel about their purchase and the more they feel like their purchase wasn't something they're going to regret yeah the better 
One of our clients, Ranger Up, actually does a really good job. After you submitted the order, there's a, a pop-up that comes up that invites them, uh, the customer, to participate within Ranger Up's social media, to join the experience. They have the blog, da da da. And so there's links to that to where they, they don't expect you just to complete the purchase. They want you to participate with them after that. Definitely. And that's, and they do only, a great job. They, that's what I was about that. to say. You only have to look at their success on social media to realize that that approach works. Definitely. So hopefully these are good tips to help you guys uh, decrease your card abandonment rate. And we'll see you next time on EY Access.